calling the dogs with Chansey and Chi and not in the game in November that you want, but it's the game in November that we got. And thank God with everything else happening in the world of college football, we made it out alive. Uh, how did you how did you fare this weekend? Well, I'll put it this way. So uh, Sunday was I mentioned this on the previous episode. Sunday was uh, Austin's birthday, and Saturday we had a big shindig, like tailgate, you know, ton of food and all this stuff. And you know, we watched the game, and 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 I mean, you know, the game is on all these different TVs, and you can watch it from pretty much anywhere you were uh, in and around the house. But uh, there were also like twenty five kids there, <laughs> so. <laughs> It was also at the same time. It was not the most. I mean, with how the game was playing out in front of me, and uh, having to chase chase our son around uh, and make sure he doesn't. I don't know, break his neck on the freaking bounce house or something like that. Like, it was definitely a pretty stressful. Uh, you know, three, uh, four hours, three or four hours or so. So, um, I told one of my buddies, I said, we get halfway through that thing. We were seeing all these different things, and we're going to get this to uh, get to this. But, man, you know, all these different things that were happening around college football last weekend. It's just one of those weird days in November, late in the season, and uh, teams losing to teams they shouldn't. And I, I remember telling him, I was like, look, if we just win this ball game, I'll be happy. It doesn't have to be pretty. I just want to win it. And uh, thank God we did. Yeah, it. Uh, I think we. I think we even said that this is. We just kind of look at the schedule, and you're like, this is a, this is a rough week of college football. Just not a lot of great matchups, and it. It turned out to be the craziest weekend of the year. So yeah. it was just. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those that, uh, really, from noon until because even that USC game, USC UCLA game was fun to watch. I mean, it was. It went down to the to the end as well i mean all all the games uh and there was there was a crazy game going on at every moment throughout the day in terms of this team should not be playing this team well and 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 this team was blowing out this team that had was picked to get beat by 10 points and i mean just crazy crazy stuff all over the place but we did we did come out on top it was definitely not our best performance but uh if you look at the rest of the sec we had a great day everything was compared to what everybody else was going through we 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 came out in a good way so uh but you have to kind of get through a a trap game you have to to make it through because we're we have we have had so long to look ahead to sec championship i mean we clinched the east so early in the process that we had to make sure that we kept our eye on the prize and we were able to fortunately we were just we're just better at them at every position uh and so it that that's the way it kind of it we, we just were able to not be on our a game and still be able to, to to dominate them in quite a few areas but we were man we were sloppy in some yeah we definitely were i mean there's there's no uh, way around that it was it was an ugly game um i'm thankful that we weren't playing as poorly as say i don't know florida or tennessee <laughs> Um, you can't, we can't get, I, I'll be honest, we can't get too much further into this episode without laughing at the fact that the University of Florida lost to Vanderbilt, um, in Nashville, you know, but that doesn't change anything. I don't know if you saw them. Did you see the video of the fans quote unquote rushing the field? 
I, I just saw it a minute ago while we were setting up. <laughs> They're walking in a order orderly single file line. <laughs> and you know what? They get fined for it. The, the school got fined a hundred thousand dollars because they entered the the field of play. I I I I've had some conversations with people about this, but man, this whole rush in the field thing, like it's done. I mean, so often, like Clemson literally rushes the field after every game. They beat a beat a unranked Louisville last weekend, not this past weekend, but the weekend before, and they they rush the field like. Come on, man. This whole thing is just watered down. I know you want to film your TikToks on the 50-yard line and all that, but let's just let's cut let's cut that out, man. And save it. I mean, if you're going to do it, save it for a time where it's monumental that makes sense. Well, and a lot of people have not had had those moments to to be able to do that. And to your point, it's a big big social media thing. Got to get the got to get the views, got to get the likes. And uh but we uh we've got too much business to take care of to be worried about storm in the field because uh, there's no team that I will storm the field for right now. I just want to win. <laughs> you know, it's funny whenever Patrick, whenever we were at the national championship, I mean, did you feel the urge to go in the field? I really like they had like 500 security officers out there and all these guys. And I was just like, there's just like no, no reason for me to end up in the Indianapolis jail. Uh, it, we're, we're, I was fine, completely fine, just celebrating in my in our seats. Well, I, I didn't want. I mean, would I have enjoyed being out there? Yes, very much so. Would I have? I would. I would have thoroughly enjoyed that. But uh, I don't know if I, I guess to your point, you see all the security down there, and I mean, there was tri- triple, quadruple what you would normally see yeah. at, at a at a normal college football game, and so I never had I, the thought never really crossed my mind as a potential option to to be able to to storm the field. Uh, but, uh, cause you, you don't want to miss the, you don't want to miss the post game. You don't want to mess that up. You, you wanted to experience the whole thing. And, uh, it was so, yes, I would have enjoyed it, but didn't feel like that was the proper time. And if we're not yeah. going to do it for that, uh-huh. then we don't, there's no reason to storm the field. Well, we didn't do it two weeks ago whenever we beat ten, number one, Tennessee. Um, yeah, I don't see that. You know, the hedges really make it tough to do. Uh, at at Sanford Stadium anyway, but um, I'm I'm kind of glad it's that way. It's like, hey, we've been there before. Um, but anyway, uh, oh, lastly, let's just laugh at Tennessee for a second because that was, I mean, what in the hell? What happened, man? You and I, uh, I think you and I even mentioned like jokingly, like, oh yeah, South Carolina plays Tennessee this coming weekend. Ha ha, you know, like they got a chance. And Spencer Rattler looked like he was. I don't know. He looked like people are like, oh yeah, he looked like Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I don't know about that, but <laughs> well, it was it was the game of the Spencer Rattler. Like that's what everybody has envisioned him to be able to do since he came into college. To, that was like the game that he was supposed to be. He was supposed to be that guy. So yeah. he obviously showed that he has the potential. But we've also talked about how Tennessee's secondary is not great, and then you also add into the fact that. They just think they're going to walk into Columbia and make that and just just win the game because they've been, and that that was an example of showing you hadn't been there before kind of thing and and couldn't couldn't hold on to a uh, or couldn't generate a lead and, and hold on to it especially with their supposed to have this high powered offense and they got they got shown the door so it was uh, the for South Carolina I can only imagine how many times Sandstorm was played and how many times that damn bird just cock a doodle dude or whatever it does the whole time. I mean, just the, the, the worst 
sound. And the fact that we even have to bring them up again this late into the year is frustrating in and of itself. But I don't know, man. It's going to be going to be interesting. I will say uh, that definitely helps with uh, old, old Shane Beamer's job security, which is fine with me. Like, keep him there. I'm fine with that. So, yeah, keep him. Sign him to an extension for all I care. Uh, it's just funny. Beamer they, ball, baby. Yeah, Beamer ball. They were acting like they were all excited. Like, man, they just won the biggest game of the year for them, and they just I, I have got – they're coming off getting curb stomped by Florida. <laughs> I mean, it was just <laughs> – I don't know how you're excited about that program, but you know, I guess you know it's a week-to-week thing. That's why we play the games, and this is this is college football. It's why it's so beautiful. But uh, Chancey, we there was a lot of chaos going on around around the college football landscape, um, and including the top four, all the the top four teams uh, all struggled against their opponents. Ohio State came pretty close to having a scare against Maryland, uh, Michigan. I should have gotten beat by Illinois. They converted to fourth and like three or four uh, late in the game uh, to continue that drive and kick a field goal. TCU has to run their kicking team on last second, literally, kick a field goal to win it. Guys got freaking onions. Um, and lo and behold, dogs struggled. And then, it, you know, it never got closer than a, than a well, we scored three points and then went up 10 nothing. Uh, but it never got close. Or excuse me, we went up nine to nothing at half. Never got closer than that. It, it definitely felt slow paced, but it was a it, it was a punch him in the mouth kind of game. And first, before we say anything about this entire game, I do want to say that MVP Kenny McIntosh, your boy, just yeah, boy. had just <laughs> he just had a heck of a game. Yeah. Hundred and forty something rushing yards. Uh. He was just a first down machine. I mean, every time he touched the ball, he's getting first down pretty much at one point. And we were able to move the ball relatively easily on the ground throughout the game. And and so I, I think because of that, you you saw how we ran the ball. This game never felt like it was getting out of hand. There was there was just there were so few. I know you talk about we talk about this with Kentucky, but you get the ball so few times. Yep. And it and you talk about things like that, and you talk about number of possessions and time of possession and things like that. I didn't realize like we possess the ball like six times, like the whole game. I mean, it, it was a little more than that, but it but you you would only get two or three big drives a half, <laughs> like because if you if you're able to get some momentum because they just hold on to the ball so long, and if you're and if you were running the ball like we did, I mean, when we get into a rhythm with running the ball, the game just went away. Like it was yeah. just you blinked and it was gone. Same thing with them; they were running the ball with Rodriguez and and had some success. And and so it was, it, you, the game just evaporated when you run the ball like that. We're just not used to seeing that much anymore. So overall, would I, you I have felt, guessed that we actually possessed the ball more than they did? <laughs> well, I feel like we ran the ball a lot more than they did, so it was just like we yeah. ate up so much. We ate up so much clock. It was so weird, and I mean, and there's a lot of different aspects of this game that we can we can sit here and talk about. But it was so weird that that, that we would give up the big chunk pass play to them that didn't make any sense. I mean, we had some coverage issues in this game that we have not seen the entire year. Um, and like one of the balls that he threw, it was late. It was like late third quarter. He threw a ball up that should have been picked five times, like while it was in the air, uh, and that thing hung up there. And 
dude, man, dude, their dude just came down with it. Um, but just to this is just crazy, Chancy. But there's a four second differential between their. So we we possess it for thirty minutes and two seconds. They possess it for twenty nine minutes and fifty eight seconds. Gosh, four second difference. I mean, that's wild. Um, what what was your assessment of? Let's just let's go offense first. Uh. Well, Kenny was really good. So, yeah, you were talking about get, Kenny. Sorry, I know. I interrupted. Let's 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 give let's give him let's give him that. No, no, but I think even I think I think we were able to run the ball really well, which was good to see. We haven't we haven't had to do that, and, and we really had to do it this game to kind of establish ourselves. I felt like because the passing game wasn't in its best was we weren't in our best place in throwing the ball. But we were able to run the ball uh, effectively. Had the offensive production, didn't need to throw the ball that much. When you can run the ball like that, there's no need to throw it and, and put it in harm's way when you're able to get chunk plays at 13 yards at a time, anywhere from 8 to 13 yards, pretty much any given play. So we were able to, to really flesh that out, I thought, this game. Uh, but, man, the scary thing was that, that short yardage, uh, that, that's where it just got, yep. I mean, you can't, you can't talk about this game without saying this game should have been 30 to 30 to six and, um, r- relatively easy. I mean, in the grand scheme of things. And it's funny, <laughs> my dad, I was, I went over and watched it with my dad and he, he was, I have never seen him yell at the TV like I saw him yell <laughs> during those short yardage situations. He was pissed. <laughs> I mean, because we kept, we just, we couldn't do it. And then on those, on that fourth down, that third and one, then fourth and one, we couldn't get those short yardage situations. We couldn't get an inch to save our mama. I mean, it was, we couldn't do anything. It was kind of, it, it was kind of frustrating or not kind of, it was very frustrating, but it was, it was kind of crazy that we ran like five or six of those throughout the game that yep. we and not able to get. And it's like, I get you want to establish some dominance, but it ain't there. Do something else. I mean, like tries Stetson running around, and that was that's what my dad kept he kept screaming it. And, and I'm like, it's so crazy that I mean, you know, in those short yard situations, they're going to stack the box, and so they're not stacking the box on those big gashes where you get. I mean, they are stacking the box to a degree, but they're playing right up there on the line because they know 80% chance you're going to run it up the gut. And it's just about picking the right lane and do you got the right matchup there. But, man, that was – it was pretty – it was kind of terrifying to see that we couldn't get a yard on Kentucky. And, and yeah, they're they're big up front, and they're known for that. But that was – that was a little – that was a little nerve-wracking there. It really was. I mean, and, and I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, that was the biggest – problem I have with the offense you know we actually were pretty efficient with how we moved the ball at times there was just every now and then there was just a either a bonehead play or or we just couldn't convert on a uh, third and short or a fourth and short and I don't understand it doesn't make any sense to me with the beef that we have up front and we got the Darnell Washington who is like bigger than our offensive tackles then we have I mean you talk about it our jumbo package you put you put old Jalen Carter in there too. I mean, you're talking about that that those guys should never move backwards. Period. And we can't get a half a yard to get in the end zone. That's a problem. But I agree with you. There's no reason 
to keep doing the same thing over and over again if it's not going to work. Let's just, I mean, how easy is it on a third and short? I mean, especially if we have a first and goal from the five-yard line. Okay, you get one run and play. I think almost all every time you should run the ball on the first play there. You get one run and play, I get it. And, you know, you get two or three yards, but you've still got, second, you know, two yards to go or something like that. And then you get another run and play, maybe you get a yard. So you got a third and one. And on that third and one, I mean, if you're feeling us not getting a push right there, how easy is it to leak number zero out and throw it over to him? I mean, you can throw it within a 10-foot radius of that guy. He's probably going to catch it. Or, alternatively, stack the box, bring everybody in, and do what you did against Oregon. Do a little fake bootleg, a naked boot, and get Stetson in the corner of the end zone. I don't know. He's he's shown it time and time again on those boots. He's so comfortable with it, especially whenever he's swinging out to his right. I mean, which makes sense. And I just don't understand why in this, that situation we got super stubborn with our with our short yardage situation in that game, and it, it was really it just it bothered me. Well, Stetson even did it late. He he did that bootlegged toward the end of the game. Yeah, like he, on he that did. first down, he got that. He got, and it was like, God, well, well, I guess we're going to do it right before the game's over on our last drive. Like, <laughs> it's like, heck, man, we could have easily had two touchdowns uh, in those in those situations. That was just really, and, and I guess the the la- stubborn is a really good word because we got so many weapons. It's like if it ain't there, that's okay. We have a thousand other options. We literally have a thousand options on what we can do down here. We are the most dangerous team in the country. We should be and have been up to this game inside short. Yeah. We literally, I think, what was it, two drives before this game that we had not scored or something like that? They put the stat up on the in, screen. In the, in the red zone, yeah. Yeah, in the red zone. We're, we're like, I mean, we're, we are unreal. And oh, yeah, looking, I mean, I mean to, to, to your point, who – I don't know if you've seen this or not. If you haven't, don't look at it. Do you know who our leading receiver was? No. It was Blaylock. I mean, dude, we got weapons all <laughs> over the place. Now, it was mostly all in that one one play that almost got picked. Oh, but, Jesus. But, yeah, Blaylock, Blaylock led the team in receiving yards. Sorry, you were just talking about, like, you know, us having so many weapons, and that's what I thought about. It's like, good gracious, like, how in the world does this guy who really hadn't touched much the, touched the field, but, you know, comes in and makes a few good plays and we still got guys behind him it's wild well you got you got let, let's just let's just name off some big guys we talked about darnell you got brock bowers you got rosemary jackson you got dom dom's not small i mean you got all these guys dylan bell is average size but i mean you got some guys that we've got just so many options in this situation that yeah. my thing is after we're on number 10 of, of this of these short yardage, it's like, well, let's just try something a little different. Like, I love, I love Jalen coming in there when, like, last year it was an automatic. It was guaranteed when that happened that we were going to get in. I think there was one time we had to do it twice. and uh, But other than that, it was always guaranteed. It's not guaranteed this year. I'm obviously not good with that, but if we know it's not there, do something else. Hey, man, why not do – it was two years ago. It was Jalen's freshman year. We ran we, – we lined up in that package, and we ran, ran a play action and, and hit Jalen for a touchdown in the front quarter of the end zone. And that – that right there is money. That's money. Because <laughs> you don't have to – nobody's going to follow 88 out in the flat. And you know who, who – I mean, they're going to follow Darnell. They got eyes on Darnell. They got eyes on all, the other receivers, Brock, 
Man, ain't nobody thinking 88 is getting the ball in that situation. I wish we would have. That's exactly what I wish we had done at some point. But, you know, you the can't only not. Thing, the the only thing I can think of is we just didn't want to burn any of those plays. That is the only thing that I can think of. And it still is not a, that's not a good use of that situation there. Well, we got we we had it, it wasn't. I mean, to, like you're talking about, you mentioned this. It wasn't really even just. Now that we had several, we had at least three drives stall out in the twenty yard line or in. Um, but then we also had a fourth down that we did. I think we didn't convert one close to midfield, or either we had a third and short that we didn't convert, and we ended up having to punt. Uh, there was a couple of them like that. I just don't understand what what the situation is. I mean, why why we're having so much trouble with that? Now I went back and watched the extended highlights again, and one of those short yardage situations on the goal line, Warren Erickson is in, and he gets like he is has happened to him time and time again. He gets blown into the backfield. Go watch it, and Jalen runs into him because he can't. But he's he, there's nowhere for him to go, so he runs into Warren. There's just this dog pile, and I think. Dajan like doesn't know where he needs to go because there's such there's so many bodies in front of where like probably in the hole that he was supposed to hit. I don't know, man. It's I mean that's really if you look at this offense and don't get me wrong, we have had some some not so great games, but we have been pretty consistent. I mean, still averaging close to forty yards a game, uh, forty yards, 40, 40 points a game. We've been pretty consistent, but that's the one thing we've struggled with all year is those short yardage situations. Well, and as we get into this next phase of, of our season. I mean, we got Tech this weekend, but we are basically, God willing, we get through Tech, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, we're pretty much guaranteed the playoff. And so when you're in this situation, but let's just even talk about SEC championship, that you got to have that. You've got to have, like, we can't go down into the red zone. I don't care who we're playing. I don't care if we're playing – Mississippi State again for the SEC championship game. You've got to be able to win those short yardage situations because you're not, you're just not guaranteed a ton of them. Like I mean, yeah. you may we may be at the point where we can we can get a bunch and get the offense humming. And 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 I think too, you've got to there, there's a whole there's factors along the lines of are their guys have nothing to lose. They're throwing it all out there on the line, and we're. We're, I said I've said this for the last couple of weeks. A little lackadaisical, kind of slug, like not really on it in terms of hitting your assignments right, doing everything real crisp. We weren't crisp this game, like in a lot of our, a lot of, uh, a lot of our, especially on the line and just secondary was not crisp. Everybody wasn't where they needed to be, and to me, it felt like offensive line wise, we weren't making that push or being in the right position to get that lane open to just get that half yard in some situations. So. You can you can chalk up a little bit to that, but we've shown glimpses of not of, of having of struggling with that throughout the year. So we just got to be able we just got to be able to we got to figure out what's going on with that or mix something up or yeah. something got to give. Do you do you think that we're guaranteed to be in the playoff? Obviously, pending our exhibition against Tech, but we when when next week? Do you, I mean or this week? Do you think we're do you think we're in period? If we get blown out, there might be a conversation but to me I, I think this comes very this comes close to last year's territory in terms of all the chaos that's kind of circling around because you got the Michigan Ohio State that have to play each other one yeah. of those guys gets knocked out if TCU um if TCU wins out they're they're in and then LSU would come into that spot too so I think you look at us dropping to a um 
dropping to a. I mean, it'd be a three or four. So or probably four. It, I I think there's a decent chance. I think there's definitely a decent chance unless unless we got blown out. Which I mean, I I I, I still you know knock on wood. I mean, still still feel pretty darn good about that matchup against LSU. I'm I'm sitting here looking at so last week's you know we usually do this this on Tuesday so it usually gives us a chance to actually see the new rankings as we're sitting here and, and talking about it but you know people keep talking about how Clemson and Alabama are sneaking back up there but if it's Georgia with the winner of the Ohio State Michigan game and then TCU I have to think if USC wins out and then they win the Pac-12 and we beat LSU that's your top four Georgia oh yeah. Ohio State, TCU. I think it's Ohio State against Michigan. I really do. Georgia, uh, Ohio State, TCU, USC. I think that's it. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know, man. And which I don't. I'm not sitting here telling you. I think that USC is like a really good ball team. I think Caleb Williams is a really, really good quarterback. But I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that. I don't think their team in and of itself is is super special uh, overall. Um, but that's it. I mean, it's as simple as that. If everybody wins out like they're supposed to, now Tennessee thought they were going to win out, and hell, that would have been a lot, a big predicament of whether or not Tennessee, you know, wins out. If they should they be in there over USC kind of thing, and you know what they they f their chances up. Um, <clears throat> it is going to be it is going to be an awesome rivalry weekend. I love watching these games, but this is a down year for college football across the board. North Carolina lost to Georgia Tech. I know we're going to get to that, but North Carolina lost to Georgia Tech. Oregon barely beats Utah, but they lost last weekend, kind of screwing up their chances to get in the CFP. You know, it's Ole Miss gets blown out by Arkansas. I mean, what what happened this last last weekend? Um, Navy beat UCF. Like it's just wild, man. I think I think what you're seeing with a lot of this, and at the, to me, this is all kind of kind of showing up is you're 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 seeing a lack of I'm trying to think of what the word is, but basically you've got a lot of these teams that are now getting to this point of the season. Hey, you're just seeing a lot. There's a ton of injuries. There's a ton of crazy stuff going on. But you're seeing teams that are just not built mentally tough for the long haul yeah. and are not able to to get it done long term. But you're also seeing parity. Like this has probably been the most. There's more parity this year, which is kind of crazy to think about. Which we were we were talking about how crazy it was that we didn't think it was going to be. But yeah. and I think you talk about all the mix up throughout the entire all of college football with transfer portal, new guys, all this kind of stuff. I think what you're seeing is maybe the talents moving to to moving around to different places, but you're seeing kind of the the lack of being in a in a a program that has built up and created something like what you saw with us last year, you had a team of built, had a couple transfers in there, but you're talking about a team that stayed together for the long haul and built itself up over time and had that unit that just was unstoppable. And you're just not seeing that same thing to me like we were, like there's not that overpowering offense. There's not that smothering defense. I mean, you really, our defense has still been the most smothering defense in college football up to this point. And so you're looking at you just don't see you're not seeing that happen to me pop up and so you're just getting towards the end of the year you're seeing where it's it's caving in and, and a lack of that that 
that focus is coming into play here. So we're in years that you, we haven't seen it before. So nobody planned on it playing out like this, but it's pretty fun to watch. Last weekend was one of the most fun fun weekends of the year. I, I think that, uh, I mean, the weekend that Tennessee beat Alabama kind of thing was like, uh, you know, I think top to bottom, a pretty pretty fun weekend. There was some other big games that weekend, but uh, they, this is the – this is the time of year that you kind of, I mean, November's usually, you might see a few upsets here or there, but you really don't see a whole lot. October's more of the time that you see those kind of days like we did last weekend. And, um, man, it's uh, it's refreshing that the sport still has. I think I think you're right. I think there is still uh, probably a little bit higher level of, of parity in the league this year. Um Chancey, just uh, you know, just not to not to go back uh, to the Kentucky game for for too long, but I know we kind of mentioned the offense a little bit. I did want to say that Stetson, you know, despite some of the decisions that he made, and despite uh, I will say that pick was was really really bad. It may have been his bad pick, of the, worst pick of the year. I think he literally just did not see that safety on the right hand side because uh, he threw Lad right to him and he threw it right to him. <laughs> uh, but the Thing is, you you look at his body work in that game. He did what he had to do, especially in the second half, to get us in position to win. And then he threw for seventy percent. We only threw the ball nineteen times. He threw it for seventy percent. So I think the offense did what it had to do. You, I mean, if you look at the weather. I mean, it was like twenty degrees with like a, you know, I think it felt like it was ten degrees kind of thing with a wind chill kind of situation. Uh, I know that affects the guys. You don't want to use that as too much of an, uh, of an excuse, but it's still it is a factor in the game, especially offensively. But you can't overlook the fact that, yeah, I mean, you can talk all you want about Kenny Mack. It was awesome. I love to see it, but man, you can't overlook the fact that defense held that team to six points again. Another game helping out our uh, scoring defense average on the year. You know, bringing it back down a little bit more. We're still in that, you know, 11 around that, hovering around that 11 points per game allowed. What, just real quick, what were your thoughts on the defense? And then we'll kind of talk about tech a little bit and then uh, we'll get ready to, to whoop some tail after some Thanksgiving turkey. So we, their running back Rodriguez is kind of touted as one of the best running backs in the league, if not the best. I mean, I think he's it's pretty, pretty understood. The guy's top notch and they leaned on him pretty hard, but, uh, I think they knew they weren't going to be able to run the ball super well against us. I mean, we're just not giving up many runs. Uh, I think he had 50, see what he had, 51 yards. Uh, so definitely not typical of him. Uh, and so they just they couldn't run the ball well at, at all. And, and so we were able to really contain him, which I think if you're putting the ball in Will Levis's hands to, to win the game, uh, you've got a good shot. So, I mean, yeah. I still don't quite understand the the excitement around him about being the – talking about this first round. The first time I heard that, I thought they were, like – I thought they were high. Like, I just didn't – I thought it was a big joke, like, legitimately. And then I heard more and more people talk about it. And I'm like, Will Levis that plays at Kentucky, you think is a first-round draft pick at quarterback? I mean, I just – I can't – I just can't fathom it. And, and so, anyway – but Not still, even just the first round. I mean, people are talking about him going to the top for like five, top ten. And I'm just, and I just can't. I, I don't. There is zero evidence, like none, that uh, for him to be able to do that. And we had, he had his best game against us. 
Like this yeah. past weekend was his best game of the season. Now, I mean, he's been getting he's been getting shellacked all season long. I mean, I think he said thirty nine sacks and all this kind of stuff. And I'm going to get to that, but um, I think one of the thing half of the reason why he was able to get those deep balls is he underthrew them. So our guys, their the receiver would have to turn around and come back to the ball, and our guys were not in position, didn't weren't in a position to to correct well, and were were kind of being sluggish in the secondary. So um, anyway, even his deep balls were not pretty. Their guys were just in better positions, and our secondary was just not where they needed to be for those situations. Um, but um, Keeley had that he had a big interception. Um, uh, and, and so secondary overall, I mean, I think, like I said, had 206 yards. It just wasn't their best day. They just, like I said earlier, they weren't crisp. They were not. And Will, Will Levis did throw some good balls. And that number what was number two or number three that for their team, I forget what, which receiver, what his name uh, was. Yeah, I think it was uh, number, Brown. number two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he had 145 yards, uh, catching the ball. I mean, he caught everything thrown at him. I mean, he was having the game of his life. Yeah, and um, well, he was also the guy that that caught that ball that hung in the air for ten seconds. So yeah, he did. Do I that. mean, it, th- there was definitely some some boneheaded plays. Chris Smith had a a, a, a ball that he bit on that was a in and out move. Um, that ball that hung up in the air. Uh, Keeley let a ball kind of a back shoulder ball that he really should have seen. He turned around a little bit too quick. And uh, right when he turned around, it kind of went over his head kind of thing. Um, wasn't like it really hurt us in the long run. But the things like that just kind of add up. And then Keeley, thank God, you know, he made a play in the first half that really helped us to kind of put our foot in the ground and be able to turn the ball around and, and, and move it back down on their end of the field. But he, you know, had that interception in the end zone. Really heads up play by him. Love to see that kind of athleticism. But, you know, I'll, I'll sacrifice a, a – you know, I, I'm glad that we got to – hey, we came out of this uh, – this game was a, a even turnover margin for the first time in a while, I feel like. Jeez. And um, I think that I'll, I'll, t- I'll take that. But, man, I'll, I'll sacrifice an interception every now and then for – you know, Keeley, Keeley needs to get a little bit more consistent with his coverage. You look over at number three, man. I keep looking at him and thinking that guy is just super impressive. You know what Kamari did better than anything was they threw those those wide receiver screens and he beat yes. that blocker every damn time. Why do they keep doing it? I don't know. <laughs> but but Kamari's got that instinct, man. And I I've been you've been watching we've been watching that kid grow so much because they picked up they picked on him early in the season and they've been he's been growing a lot and I've. I'm just excited about the player that he's he is uh, kind of come come into. He's shooting out of a cannon every yeah. single time. It's it's, it's awesome. awesome. It's really cool. And also too, uh, the thing that I the other thing that I so there's there's two things was not very happy with uh, the fact that Will Levis has been sacked by everybody all year long, and we got one sack. One one sack came back because of a pants to the face that didn't really impact uh, the yeah. sack. Mikael got he, – he, that was a good ball on play too by him. I forgot yeah. about that. And uh, But we only got one sack, and it was Bullard. And that is – apparently that is the play. <laughs> we should be running that play every time because God has sacked Hooker six times during his game. Uh, but but that, was, that was another thing that I was not happy with seeing. We were, and we were able to get a little bit of – get a little bit of pressure 
I mean, Will Levis wasn't, I mean, he's not known to run around back there, but um, they were getting the ball out quick. I mean, they weren't letting him hang on to it super long the, the whole game. Hmm. But, uh, but we just didn't get a lot of pressure. And, and I know teams kind of play to that. They don't want us to have that opportunity. So, I mean, I know they're they're playing for that. But that was a that was a big deal. But to kind of put a cap on the defense, we say, we're say we saying all that, and they only get and they only got six points. I mean, yeah. so, like, you have to kind of take all this with a grain of salt. We talk about the bend, don't break, and, and we did not break during this game. We definitely we <laughs> bent hard, but we did not we did not break. And so – and I say that from the – if you look at our work the entire year, I'm not saying I'm mad about this defensive production because there's year, plenty of years in my life I would have given my left arm for this type of game. <laughs> but I'm just, but I'm looking at what we've done over the course of the year, and uh, it just wasn't our, just wasn't our cleanest. Yeah, no, you're you're exactly right, and I mean it's a ten point win against a team that we should have, like you said. I mean this game could have very easily been. All right, say at the very least. We get that that touchdown that we are stopped on the half yard line, like, and then we get a twenty three to six win. I mean, that sounds so much better than a sixteen to six. Um, uh, but we should have could have very easily had thirty uh, thirty to six, uh, or even just had the same exact score that we had last year, thirty to thirteen. Um, I'm just there's just these small things that you keep coming back to. It's like that's why I made that comment about us. Um, you know, on paper, this team shouldn't be doing what it's doing. I'm glad it's doing what it's doing, but on paper it doesn't make sense, and that's why I feel like this this performance that from this coaching staff and Kirby in general and and all this like this this is just this team is playing as a unit better than because they're playing as a unit they're basically compensating for their lack of talent level compared to you know some of the teams that we've had in the past, and uh, that 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 gets me very excited, especially now that we're one one game away from having our back to back undefeated regular seasons for the first time I think ever right has to be yeah so uh, I know it was the first time that we've had back to back undefeated uh, SEC games I mean SEC schedule I believe something like that I don't know we don't we, we're not record record bookers uh, you know <laughs> like we we have to look this stuff up just like you guys do but um all all, all I know is this this team is in the hunt. And um, you and I are I, I'm not to overlook tech, and and we're gonna talk about tech for probably about five minutes, but I, you know, you and I are just hey, we're gearing up to to go watch uh, dogs beat LSU. We need I want to enact some revenge on the on the Tigers, uh, but let's uh, let's take care of business against tech first. Uh, Chancy, any opening thoughts about the the clean old fashioned hate uh, showdown this weekend? So I, I gave them. Zero chance to to win this weekend, but they were a part of the chaos, man. They went up and beat yeah. North Carolina. Uh, so I mean, we're not so North Carolina. For those that are not super aware, uh, I think Lounge Lounge High's defense is their starting lineup uh, for North Carolina. What? Uh, yeah, they've they've have that's they a have, pipeline from from South Georgia <laughs> up to Chapel Hill. Yeah, they just after they play in Lounge, then they just go up to North Carolina and play the next day because they have no defense. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that was real long track out. Apparently, I thought you were saying that there all the recruits from Lounge are playing for North Carolina. Wow, I really misread that. Sorry. Yeah, well, we didn't really toss it up very well. So, uh, 
North Carolina sucks at all at defense, and uh, but they've had a a guy apparently that's what's the guy's name Drake or something like that that their quarterback Drake May. yeah Drake May. Drake May uh, supposed to be a Heisman contender. Uh, everybody and their mom's a Heisman contender this year uh, because Holy it's just crap. not not that it's year. Ca- it's Caleb Williams. It's it, that's it's his award to award to yeah. lose at this point, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh yeah, With, without a doubt. So uh, basically. I, I didn't even know. I never even looked at their score. I have one of my buddies uh, named Todd. He had to, he texted me about it. And he said, uh, "Did you see that Georgia Tech game?" And, and uh, sure enough, I was like, "Good lord, they won!" Um, so don't have their head coach uh, playing with a little bit of fire under their belly. So I think, I mean, we're better than Tech in every facet of the game, but they're. But they're playing with some they're playing with some gusto. I mean, and so it's a noon game in in Athens. Uh, a bit a is, is Jeff Sims still is he still their starting quarterback or is it, they got some other guys in there? It's it's definitely I'm 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 gonna check out the uh, box score from that. No, it's this Zach Gibson guy, thirteen for eighteen, one seventy four against North Carolina. No touchdowns, no interceptions. Hey, that's a great game so for them. What what did he do? What did they do? They ran. They had, they ran they had the three ball. rushing touchdowns. Okay, so they ran the ball, they had, but they didn't run. The, they only ran the ball for 186 yards. How did had, this happen? These last weekend didn't. Last Saturday did not make a lick of sense. This Drake May kid has been like throwing for like at least 300 yards every game, and uh, he just threw for 200 against a terrible Georgia Tech team. Yeah, dude, this kid threw 448 yards against uh, Wake Forest. Literally, his is averaging over three hundred yards. So, well, it didn't work this past weekend, and uh, but anyway, so Tech's got a they got a little bit of momentum coming in this game. They haven't had momentum coming in our game for a while. Uh, so, yeah, they're the only way we can lose this game is if we we just blow it, and we've seen how we can we can do that. Turnovers have been our Achilles' heel all year, and I'm just going to be the first one to say it. I. I I just I feel like we have not seen the end of our turnover bug, and so I it's hate just, it, man. Why is that such a problem this year? I don't I don't know, and it's it's terrible, but it's where we're at, and so we've got to got to figure it out. But um, but yeah, so you asked me what my initial thoughts were. That was a lot to say for initial thoughts, but that's kind of. You know, you can just at. use that as your entire synopsis of. Your, <laughs> well, that's a, that's I don't your, have much left. That's it. Um, what was the name of Jeff Collins? I was about man. I like was sitting here and blanking on what the name of the guy that used to be the coach that got fired. Um, yeah, Jeff Collins. I mean, if you were if you listened to this podcast since he was there, which was like, I think twenty twenty was his first year. Is that right? I think so. Um, yeah. So if you've been listening to this, I, I have been quoted as saying, "We will never lose to Jeff Collins," and we never did. Um, and then I don't know who the guy is that that filled in for him no clue um uh, but so that that's the only thing that just that kind of like negative uh, negative mojo from from losing jeff collins is the only thing that concerns me um this is this tech team it, it sucks because i mean so when was paul johnson's last year was it like 2016 17 something like that or was it earlier than that i thought he was i thought he was the one before jeff collins yeah, I guess he was. So yeah, so that it, been it, it was it would have been nineteen. Yeah, so 
you know, Paul Johnson was just a thorn on our side. But, dude, I mean, at the very least, he could – you run the triple option offense in 2022, like you're either an idiot or you're a genius. And he wasn't either one of those. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll put it this way. Like, Paul Johnson gave Georgia Tech the best chance that they could ever have in the 21st century at this point, right? And so he, well, hang on. So he just to, so to clear it up. Ahead. So he he coached till seventeen, but Jeff Collins was there twenty eighteen. So twenty eighteen to twenty twenty. I've been to saying it year. since then. Then, so, yeah, <laughs> since, since we started this. Okay, I thought it was earlier. I didn't know Jeff Collins started then, so that that makes sense. But I, I'll put it this way: Paul Johnson's offense and that entire offensive scheme and. And, and, and just the way that they go about things, that's the only thing that gave us fits for for probably the last decade at Georgia Tech. And they used to be a decent football team. I mean, we used to play them, especially when in the in 2010s, excuse me, in the 2000s, whenever Rick was here. I mean, we would have some battles against Tech. I mean, obviously the 06 game comes to mind, the 09 game comes to mind. And this is just, they have just lost all competitive spirit in this game and this team is just not the no they don't get the guys if if we're going after a guy that we like in 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 state there's no chance that they get them you know the calvin johnsons of the world aren't going to go to tech anymore and so i'll put it this way what they do offensively i've seen it jeff sims he must be hurt or something because he was the only dude that could actually move the ball down the field for their team because he had wheels and he still has wheels I, I don't know what his situation is. I guess that's probably something we should know. <laughs> but this team doesn't do a single thing that scares me. They lost to a terrible, and I do mean terrible, Miami team. Absolutely miserable team. They lost to Florida State. They lost to Virginia, who's a bad football team as well. Lost to UCF. They did beat Pittsburgh. So they have two like oh yeah two ranked wins on their on their schedule. So I mean good for them, right? But. This is just a team that we should absolutely come in here and and blow out on, on this coming Saturday after Thanksgiving. Such a beautiful, I mean, the Thanksgiving weekend, rivalry weekend, Chancey. Does it get any better than that? I am uh, very excited because there's going to be a lot of, there's a lot of big, there's, there's some big games this weekend. Uh, it's it's going to be a big day uh, of football, so I'm kind of excited. I'm hoping ours wraps up pretty quick and then we can, uh, Watch the. Well, you know Michigan and Ohio State's at freaking noon. Well, that's what it's that big noon kickoff, man. Got to have the big noon kickoff. So um, terrible. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Very interested to see where this all lands and what's what's going to happen with the uh, with these games this weekend because it will determine a good bit. I mean, there's going to be a lot that's kind of uh, I wouldn't say set in stone, but it, it kind of lines everything up for us to figure out kind of where we're at and. Um, Cause who does uh? Cause who does LSU play this weekend? They play is it Arkansas? No, they. So it used to be Arkansas. That was one thing I was very upset about. So they played Arkansas last weekend, and obviously it was you know that was the deciding factor in them in them uh, you know being in the SEC championship. Uh, But LSU, sorry, not this past weekend, but the weekend before they played UAB this past weekend. But they played Arkansas, but that used to be their end of the year rival. And you know, battle the battle for the golden boot. I think I think is what it was called. And um, dude, I mean that was such a great rivalry. I think about the triple overtime game in two thousand seven, where you know LSU had two losses and still went to the national championship. I don't know if we'll ever see that again. Crazy stuff. 
great year in college football. But that Arkansas game, LSU-Arkansas game, was always the day, that Friday after Thanksgiving. Friday. And it was such a great tradition. And now they play Texas A&M. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's so, right. And Texas A&M, they, they played UMass last weekend. Did you see that picture or that video of the stadium after halftime? There was like 12 people. The 12th man. There was one man left. There was 12. Yeah, a total of 12. <laughs> the 12th man. There was 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, and then the 12th man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> SEC may not, who knows, may be very interesting this weekend, but I'm hoping we kind of wrap ours up pretty quick and then we'll be gone and, and see the rest of the day of football because I think it's going to be a good one. I usually go through our, my, my score app and, 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 and highlight the games that are going to be good for the day. Um, again, it's it's just tough because this is there's just a lot of bad football teams this year. Um, but you know I still enjoy watching certain rivalries. Like I'm so the Iron Bowl's at three thirty. Like I'm gonna watch the Iron Bowl. Um, that's definitely damn. Alabama's favored by twenty two points. Old Cadillac, he's got his work cut out for him. Um, so yeah, man, I'm I'm excited about that. I'm excited about. You know, this game this weekend is it, there's a reason that I wanted to be there. Like this, a 12 o'clock game against Georgia Tech. We're not having a single night game this entire year. The national champions coming off a national championship year. Uh, we're not having a single night game. Uh, but at the end of the day, you can't have a night game against Georgia Tech because they're terrible. Uh, and I'm glad they're not, to be honest with you. I'd rather go watch this game and then get out and go watch football for the rest of the day. Uh, Chancey. When we first started the, this podcast, and let's, I don't want to linger here too much, but uh, you know we're, we need to wrap this thing up. But when we first started this podcast, we had a Thanksgiving episode where we said, we listed off several things where that we were thankful for. <laughs> and they were all obviously like pertaining to Georgia football. Uh, give, me, give me at least one, just one thing or maybe two things that you're thankful for with this, this Georgia football team or this season or, or, or something like that. <laughs> all right, let's see what I can come up with. You know, man, I, I am... Sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. <laughs> That's all right there. I can. I, I have many things. It's more figuring out, like get, getting my list down to figure out exactly what I'm, what I'm thankful for. But, man, I am so thankful to have a coach that is just stable <laughs> and and but loves his program and just the timing and, and everything what you can see what el- what all else is ha- happening across the, the landscape because um i say that to say what i was this actually is a good point to kind of bring up what i, I was going to bring this up before we wrapped up but to do what he's d- done because i was actually thinking about this is senior class that we have this yeah. year this is their last game holy crap what an incredible class and what they have been able to be a part of and to accomplish over these last few years. Just, just amazing. I mean, never not going to like a new year six bowl, having just only a a few losses on the radar, having a national championship, uh, going to sec championship games, your entire career, having two back to back undefeated sec, uh, seasons and and Kirby has and I say that to say Kirby has helped create that what that can be and just getting guys that buy into that and, and are buying into the culture that he's putting in place to for us to think we were going to have this major drop off especially defensively after losing all these guys and to see guys who are ready to take those spots and come in and still 
be statistically beating our last year's defense in some areas in, in some ways this season, but playing up to a higher level than any of us could have expected. And that has just been a fun thing to watch. Uh, but just, just this, just Kirby, this culture in the senior class this year, it's just, it, it's when you kind of sit back and think about it, uh, man, it, we have been spoiled these last few years and, and what these guys have been able to be a part of. Damn, man, that was a great answer. <laughs> I can't. I had already been. I had already been thinking about that a little bit. I was going to bring that up before the inside. Just ended up using yeah. that as my answer. So. <laughs> I, I thought. I don't know why I thought about this that this week. I was well. Obviously, it's Thanksgiving week, and 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 there's a lot to be thankful for. But we had. I don't know if we had done that segment since since then. And I remember sp- like specifically talking about how I was thankful for. DeAndre Swift's dad and him doing the cutthroat <laughs> action or whatever. <laughs> like, so, like, you you went a little bit deeper than I was anticipating, and I'm thankful for it because that was uh, that's great. I mean, the whole thing like that. I'm gonna go back and listen to that tomorrow because I need I need to run through a wall. Uh, so I'm gonna go a little less deep. I'm thankful for one Tennessee not being able to make the playoff anymore. We don't have to hear about those sons of bitches anymore, and I'm, that's what that's that's one number one that I'm thankful for. Number two, thankful for our co-defensive coordinators, how, the job that they are doing, and the fact that they are able to manage all that while Will Muschamp still has a beer belly, a beer gut. <laughs> I, it's just an incredible job for, by, by those two. Uh, just a, just a great thing. Uh, I could probably go 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 a few more. Three. I'm set. Uh, I. I Stetson is no longer the mailman, according to him. He is he is the milkman. I'm thankful that I don't have to call him the milkman. That's kind of weird, and so I'm going to keep calling him the mailman. And so those are, those are three things. You had a really good, well thought out answer. Those are three things, real quick, that I'm just like, ah, yeah, these are. That's what I'm thankful yeah. for. So. I'm thankful for. I do not have to call him the milkman. That <laughs> it is yeah. a very it is very uncomfortable to say that. But hey, go get your money, Stet. Go get your hey. money. Good for him. I mean, a hell of a. I mean, great marketing there. Uh, love, love to see that. And that's that's what the NIL is for, man. And and it's not about doing a pulling a Texas A&M and being able to throw dollars at uh at some recruits and and then you know win three games the next year. You know that's that's not what it's about. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's about it's about these kids being able to make some money for themselves for their future and while they're still in school and those kind of take advantage of those opportunities that arise through their their you know fandom and and through their popularity. So, um, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, uh, talking about A and M, money can't buy you championships. So. Yeah. It, you can get you you can have as much oil money as you want, but it just sometimes just don't get it over the hill because uh, oh, I'm thankful I am not. Uh, I don't have Jimbo as a coach, and I have anything to do with that program. So, uh, get, Aggies got gigged this season. So. They <laughs> suck. It is horrendous, horrendous. But anyway, uh, so th- so very thankful we are not anywhere in that. Like, don't even have to worry about thinking about them. So, <laughs> we got to remember to do this every year. And and honestly, we probably should have done it from the you know the beginning of the episode. Um, but you know, I'll, I'll we'll we'll save it for next year. Um, well, Chancey, I I've enjoyed uh, catching up. I know it was kind of a lackluster game, and obviously we're going into another game that we could probably sleepwalk through. But 
you and I are both planning on being there. What's your What's your plans for the weekend overall? Are you coming in on oh, Friday? Yeah, we're probably going to come in Friday. Uh, the, depends on a couple things, trying to get some stuff ironed out with work. Uh, we're, we're closing early that day. Then headed on up, try to get as much Athens in as I can because, uh, gosh, man, last game of the – it's already the last game of the season. This season has just flown by. So trying to get up there as soon as we can. Hopefully we'll, uh, we'll be able to link up at some point and, and go uh, knock this knock this game out and, and get ready for the rest of the – rest of the day let's do it brother well I'll, I'll definitely try to meet up with you at some point we're uh we're not doing a big, big tailgate but we are i think me and both of my brothers and my father are going to go to the game uh and uh you know just enjoy it you know it's just i told told my wife i was like look it's i don't i'm not dying to watch the georgia Te- georgia tech game but it's the last home game of the season and i know for one i mean i i I've been to more games in the second half of this season, but I just feel like I've barely been to Sanford Stadium. And it feels weird saying that. And, uh, man, I'm, I want to go enjoy it. Hopefully the weather – I think the weather's supposed to be nice, a little bit of chilly. It's going to be middle of the day, hopefully a little bit of sun. And, uh, you know, just go in there, take care of business, then uh, head to Atlanta. But, man, it's – wrap it up and, and soak it up and, and, and just kind of be a uh, – it's gonna be a good weekend for for all of all of college football. I might I might come by the uh, the old, old Bulldog Park afterwards and, and maybe catch a few games for y'all. Should be a should be a good time. Sounds good, brother. Well, hey man, go dogs. Dogs on top. Oh.